Welcome to Extra AI, your podcast series on machine learning and AI applications. Yes, you are right. Extra AI, X-T-R-A-W-A-I.com. Extract the raw AI conversations with guests around different domains in the context of AI. And this is your host, Raghu Banda. And today I brought up an interesting topic on edge computing in the context of AI and IoT. So last week, or in the podcast 34, in the last session, we talked about data labeling techniques and the different uh, data labeling services and the data engine platform. And there were a few examples quoted around uh, edge computing or edge computing services when working in the uh, domains of uh, farming or automotive industries and so on and so forth. So I thought like um, maybe doing a complete session on edge computing might make more sense and hence I brought up this conversation. So as you might know, I always keep talking about these uh, different aspects of uh, people, processes, and technologies, whenever I talk about data, while this is one dimension, the other dimension when we talk about data is obviously we look upon what are the different things I can do in the context of AI in the bigger scheme of things AI. As we know, whenever we say AI, there are a few pillars around AI, like starting with machine learning, predictive analytics, or conversational AI, robotic process automation, or Internet of Things, IoT. So I thought like in the scheme of these things, in the scheme of IoT, I thought like maybe I'll bring up the topics around edge computing or edge services. With the end of season three, we briefly talked about, or we had a conversation about the IoT services. So I thought like in the season four, I would want to do a podcast on edge services in the context of IoT and AI. So I have invited a guest from SAP, Subha Ramachandran, and we will be focusing mainly around edge computing in the context of AI. As always, you will find more information at the end of the podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. All right, uh, welcome back to our uh, podcast series, Machine Learning and AI Applications. Today, I have a guest from SAP. I have invited uh, Subha Ramchandran, and we are going to talk about edge computing and the benefits of edge computing with SAP. Uh, So welcome on board, uh, Subha. Could you provide us a a bit of a background uh, from your uh, standpoint so that uh, our audience can get to know where you are coming in from? Thanks, Raghu, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, my name is Shabai Ramachandran. I serve as the Chief Product Owner for Edge Computing for Digital Manufacturing at SAP, as well as the Strategy Lead for Digital Manufacturing. Um, at SAP, I worked on um, in a Chief Product Owner role for multiple products. Uh, um, and uh, uh, prior to that, 
Um, I worked at engineering roles in Oracle Corporation, um, product management at IBM, and also a stint in McKinsey and Company. So very excited here uh, to be here today to talk about edge computing. Awesome, uh, Subha. I think uh, it's great to have you on board. So just like how I do uh, in our uh, regular podcast sessions, I ease up into the conversation so that our audience can get a bit more, uh, learn a bit more. I ease up into the conversation um, with different uh, teaser questions. So maybe today uh, we can uh, start with this uh, kind of a teaser question. Could you in the context of AI, a lot of things are happening in the, in the context of AI. There are a lot of applications. And as we know that the, I would say the big four pillars of AI, starting with machine learning, process automation, conversational AI, and IoT is again, one other significant pillar of uh, AI where we get a lot of uh, uh, data from these sensor technologies. So maybe could you help provide a real-world ex example or an experience of edge computing that improves your routine? And what are your challenges that you faced before using that? Absolutely. Thanks, Rago. So uh, my favorite, absolute favorite example from the consumer world is my Tesla, right? It's an epitome of edge computing, mm -hmm. especially it's autopilot, extended autopilot and uh, um, FSD. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, FSD stands for full self self driving capabilities, which is in beta right now. And uh, uh, why? Because it it reduces the uh, cognitive workload on the driver, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it has multiple cameras, multiple sensors. It, uh, it processes the information. Edge computing is you know generating and processing data close to the source, right? for immediacy of outcomes at low mm -hmm. latencies. And while driving, it's, you know, that processing needs to happen at super low latency. There's not often time to have the round trip to the cloud and back to react if a car is coming into your lane, right? Mm -hmm. And with, the, with my Tesla, with that edge computing, right? Even though I need to keep my hands on the wheel, it reduces the cognitive load. And it gets better every day because with the ML models trained, uh, uh, new models get deployed over the air. So it gets better every day. So that's a very practical example I've been using for years now with my Tesla that improves my everyday life. Mm -hmm. True. That's that's a great example, Subha, you have mentioned. Yeah, today morning when I took out my Tesla, I think it said that it has already updated some additional yes. uh, software. <laughs> so that's a great experience that I could really connect with your example. So maybe we can take a quick break, uh, Subha, and then come back and get into the real meat of our conversation. Absolutely. All right, uh, welcome back. So now um, today, let us get into today's topic of... Uh, the edge computing. Uh, it's a very interesting topic and it's very relevant in the current sense what we are doing. Uh, so we also saw, heard a very uh, everyday or a great example from Subha uh, on uh, the example that you quoted with Tesla and many of us can relate to that. Uh, so maybe uh, let, let us now get into the main uh, meat of our conversation. So before getting into all this, I know there are some audience who would want to kind of get some context into that or get some uh, background before that. So 
Before getting into all this conversation now, Subha, could you provide or could you help explain our audience, how do you define the edge and why do enterprises need the edge? Exactly. So thanks, Raghu. So edge, um, how do I define the edge? Edge is about bringing processing um, or business processes um, close to the source or consumption of data away mm -hmm. from centralized data center and distributed to where data is generated or consumed. But that's not enough. It is doing it with cloud economics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your SaaS applications can run on the edge uh, to provide you the benefits of edge computing. And at the same time, you can leverage on the cloud a central control plane to orchestrate that and the elasticity and scale that cloud provides. So the edge works as a system in conjunction with the cloud. The cloud and edge work together to get you that benefit, right? Mm -hmm. The cloud scale economics, right? While giving you the benefits of edge. Um, and the reason customers need the edge is many reasons. One is latency, right? Low latency response times. End of the day, nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. And if you have multiple network hops to get to the data center, often that results in several milliseconds. And many things like the Tesla example we talked about cannot afford that round trip delay. Right? So latency and strict time budgets, um, not just uh, uh, latency by itself, but tail latencies and avoiding jitter, right? Mm -hmm. um, and having stable tail latencies is a big reason why enterprise customers need edge computing. The other reasons are intermittent connectivity, right? We know there are certain parts to the internet that have um, sometimes downtime of uh, about 2% or more, right? It's just mm -hmm. uh, not everything is that well connected in all parts of the world. And so intermittent network connectivity, yet your business processes need to run. Mm -hmm. And sometimes bandwidth, right? There's just not enough bandwidth and that slows the performance of your applications, right? So bandwidth, intermittent connectivity, latency, those are the, the main reasons uh, but also along with it is data sovereignty, privacy, security. Those are also other reasons why our customers look to edge computing. Great. Great that you brought up those points, uh, uh, like uh, data privacy and other things in addition to bandwidth latency and intermediate connectivity. So, uh, so uh, let us, um, so I have a follow-up on that uh, question about edge. So, can you can you talk or can you briefly elaborate on edge computing and how enterprises can realistically benefit from edge computing? Yeah, now that we we are getting into the topic, I think yes, we understand what edge is and what edge computing is, but how do enterprises benefit from that? Maybe a quick background or a quick overview. Yes, yes. Uh, so your edge can be, um, so uh, remember your edge is not in your centralized data center, right? It's where your data is generated or consumed. Uh, so for enterprises, it could be your plant, your factories, your oil rigs in the middle of the ocean, a clean room, a remote sites, and processing needs to happen at those, right? Data needs to be processed and actions need to be taken, whether it's uh, running your manufacturing processes or your maintenance processes, right? Mm -hmm. So enterprises can benefit by having edge at these locations, which can work autonomously when the connectivity to the cloud is not there or the, when the bandwidth is not sufficient. It can continue to operate in low latencies, yet synchronize with the cloud when the connectivity is established. Uh, so that's that's how they can um, um, uh, continue to operate. 
the beauty of the edge is it can operate autonomously when there is not a con not when there is not connectivity and yet synchronize with the cloud when the connectivity is back yeah so you mm -hmm. get the benefit of the uh, cloud application to run your business processes with with the peace of mind that even when connectivity is not there uh, your processes can continue to run mm -hmm. okay great Maybe I think we'll... And uh, can I yeah. add, uh, sorry, sure, okay, sure. can I add one more thing? Mm -hmm. Right, with the COVID epoch, what has happened is things like, uh, 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 you know, a lot of things have gotten remote. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, remote, remotely running it, right? Remotely triggering the respective processes, like for repair, maintenance, um, process and remote operating it, right? That's where also Edge comes into play because it can run autonomously. Great. I think uh, the example that you have uh, quoted in terms of uh, the COVID pandemic and how all this remote work is happening—that's uh, that's a great—that's uh, that's a great addition to what we have been uh, discussing. Okay. Any other thoughts you have additionally? I think uh, before we get onto a break and then we come back and get into the real edge computing applications with digital manufacturing. Yeah. Um, um, since you brought up digital manufacturing, I want to say that often there's a talk of killer application with any technology. And I firmly believe that digital manufacturing is the proverbial, proverbial killer app when it comes to edge computing. Why? Um, because when it comes to manufacturing, any spikes in latency or drops in connectivity are intolerable in manufacturing. Yeah. It requires strict timelines and reliability requirements. Um, because your manufacturing machines expect to receive input at a constant rate and must immediately react, mm -hmm. yeah? Unlike uh, electronic devices, for example, if you look at your uh, phone or laptop, if the connectivity to the cloud is intermittent or slow, um, it, 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 it can be annoying, like a, a rebuffering of the video or stalled videos. But in the context of manufacturing, the lack of input when expected is intolerable right? Because you can't abruptly mm -hmm. halt a machine's execution. It can affect the device's mechanical parts or result in vibration marks on the manufactured parts and thus ruining them, leading to significant losses. So for manufacturing, any spike in latency and drop in connectivity is catastrophic, right? Mm -hmm. That is why I believe for digital manufacturing is a clear application for edge computing. But we'll talk more when we come back after the break. Sure. No, that's a, that's a great thing that you brought up, uh, Subha, because like when we talk about all these other online streaming devices or online platforms that we have or the digital devices like laptops, I know there are some real-time applications or real real-time applications happening there. But the examples that you quoted with when we talk about the oil rigs or when we talk about these digital manufacturing or somewhere... Uh, some vessel running in them uh, somewhere out in the oceans. Here, you cannot, like you mentioned, you cannot, uh, you cannot go about having any latency or any uh, connectivity issues. So this is where I think definitely edge computing really brings a lot of benefit. Yeah, like you said, I think we'll come back from break and we'll go a bit more on, on these uh, details. Perfect. All right, uh, welcome back. So we've been having some great conversation with Subha on uh, the edge computing aspects. We did briefly talk about edge, uh, the edge computing, and also we briefly talked about 
why edge computing is needed in enterprises. And she gave us a great example, whether it is the oil rigs or the vessels in the ocean, and also, of course, talking about the COVID pandemic. Uh, so let us continue further on that. Uh, so Subha, can we also briefly talk a bit more on edge computing? With the, I know you have started to provide some thoughts around digital manufacturing, but uh, could you add a bit more uh, uh, meat around that and provide some more thoughts around digital manufacturing and maybe some applications that you would like to bring it up? Sure. Thanks, Raghu. Um, so uh, we talked about edge computing as uh, processing close to the source of data with cloud economics, right? Mm -hmm. And we talk, talked about traditional things like bandwidth, right? Um, uh, less bandwidth or intermittent connectivity or tight time budgets where um, latency um, is very critical or data sovereignty, security and privacy where data needs to be amalgamated or aggregated before it's sent to the cloud. Now, in the context of digital manufacturing, there are some more drivers. When you think about your plants and factories, some of those factories need to run uh, 24 by 7. Now, with the public cloud, you want to decouple central and site operations, meaning the the cloud can um, uh, upgrade uh, whenever, right? It's a public cloud, it can upgrade whenever, but at the plant or factory, you want to control when you want to upgrade, right? Mm -hmm. To not disrupt your operations, for example. So with edge computing and with digital manufacturing, you have the ability to decouple those central and site operations. So you can at a site level, site would be your edge at your plant or factory, determine when you want to um, upgrade depending on what the downtime for the plant is, right? Mm -hmm. And yet have the benefit to centrally manage it with the central control plane in the cloud, orchestrate it centrally. So you get that additional benefit. Now, um, uh, we have our uh, um, SAP digital manufacturing application which runs in the cloud and edge. And it's built using cloud-native principles, right? Containers uh, with Kubernetes as a common substrate. And uh, we have a single code line for our business processes. And, uh, 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 and our application offers customers the ability to flexibly deploy those containers to run at the edge for low latency and uh, all those reasons we talked about. And in addition to decouple central and site operations, right? So they mm -hmm. have complete control uh, when they want to uh, make changes to their site um, and get yet get the benefits of the public cloud. Mm -hmm. Great, I think that's 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 some great examples. I think I know SAP is also doing a lot in this SAP uh, digital manufacturing space, and great that you brought uh, some of these uh, aspects into that. Uh, to discuss a bit more on this, or uh, furthermore, can we can you help explain the uh, uh, discussion points are around the spectrum of edge needs and driving edge interest and adoption with these manufacturing customers. Uh, I know there are there are these things, right? Like we have occasional edge and we have always edge. I know occasional edge yes. is, so maybe there are some terms which are maybe confusing to some of the audience. Maybe could you go a bit more deeper and explain what you mean by this or what we uh, SAP means by this. I know there are a lot of things happening in that space. Yes, exactly. So uh, we talked about the cloud edge uh, and edge being a uh, being a system, right? A mm -hmm. continuum, a system. So depending on our customers, uh, for example, risk appetite, uh, they can choose to either go with an occasional edge 
aren't always on edge. So what do I mean by that? Uh, for example, for certain of their plans, um, the reasons we talked about intermittent connectivity, bandwidth and all may not be issues. They might have primary, secondary, tertiary, internet lines, right? Mm -hmm. However, they just want the peace of mind that occasionally uh, when the cloud is not reachable, their production should not stop mm -hmm. because any stoppage in production is catastrophic. So they need the production to be running always, right? So just for that uh, short duration, when there might be a occasional loss of connectivity, mm -hmm. in that case, it's uh, what we call the cloud is primary and the edge is used occasionally um, just to ensure that your production is running. And then when the outage is resolved, they go back to the cloud. Right. Mm -hmm. So the cloud continues to be the primary. The edge provides a peace of mind. And consequently, the edge is like really lightweight, lightweight from a compute perspective, lightweight uh, um, uh, to provide resiliency from a business process perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on the other end of the spectrum, you have um, uh, maybe your plant is in a part of a world where your Internet connectivity is unreliable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to have your production running, you need an always on edge meaning the edge is used as the primary for latency reasons, for connectivity reasons, for bandwidth reasons, right? You use the edge as primary and the cloud is used for on, only for ancillary um, uh, work, right? So it mm -hmm. works together with the cloud. And of course, the cloud provides the global view across all your plans with data from all your plans uh, to provide you the insights, the analytics, the global view. But your processing, right, mm -hmm. happens locally at the edge because uh, you want to be uh, resilient, um, to bandwidth, network connectivity, whatever, right? So here the edge is primary. So um, both the flavors uh, or a combination of flavors is possible, right? You can use the cloud as primary uh, with the edge, uh, for, uh, switching over to the edge only for those short duration outages, or you can use the edge as primary and you can do it at a plant level, right? Mm -hmm. Because some plants, uh, network connectivity is not a problem, whereas in other parts of the world, that might be a problem. So that's the benefit, right? You can uh, dial up or dial down depending on your needs. Great. So how that's... much processing, yeah. Sure, go uh, Sorry, ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, how much processing you want to do in the edge uh, versus in the cloud. That's why I call it a continuum. Mm -hmm. Okay, so great that you uh, explained the concepts around uh, the occasional edge and always edge. And I believe many of these customers, I think SAP customers, they are they fall under both these two different spectrums. Uh, yes. Do you do you see any uh, meaning uh, customer uh, requirements where um, I know maybe. There are some customers who are always on edge, but they might want to shift on to this occasional edge. Are there some thoughts around that you want to share or is it going to be the customers with always edge, stay with always edge and who are with occasional edge, they stay there? Or, But do you think, is there any particular uh, switching over between that? Yeah, I, I would uh, want customers to have that flexibility. For example, um, today for some of their plans, there might be a situation where um, internet connectivity is not good, but the situation can change tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Or in a year from now. So um, I, I see the possibility for customers to move from always on edge to occasional edge, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on their risk appetite and depending on um, uh, uh, how mature the infrastructure is right around them. Mm -hmm. Great. Does, does that answer the question, Raku? 
Yes, yes, that's that definitely answers the question. So I was just kind of bringing up the point that yes, you can always move around between these different spectrums, and because that is where I think uh, many of the customers. Uh, would be maybe there might be some customers on this kind of a scenario where they are on the occasional edge aspect, but they might want to move to always edge concept, uh, wherein they kind of do the processing. Maybe they have a uh, they have their headquarters might have been in one of these locations where there is good connectivity and maybe they go there with occasional edge, but they have they might have these uh, subsidiaries or plant locations in some of these remote places in the world where they have not so great connectivity. And that is where maybe they can go to always edge in those locations and switch over. So that was the reason I brought up this question. Exactly, exactly. So it's fluid, yeah. Thank you. So I know, uh, uh, we have uh, discussed a lot, I think, uh, on the concepts of edge, the edge computing, and also the digital manufacturing, and how the adoption is bringing up uh, around this in the digital manufacturing space. Maybe we can take a quick break and then come back and uh, talk a few, a bit more on the future direction and some additional thoughts that you might want to share. Sure, sounds good. All right, uh, welcome back. So we've been having some interesting conversation about edge computing and how the digital manufacturing space is evolving and how SAP as such is uh, helping in this uh, space. So further to our uh, discussion here, uh, Subha, for the audience or for the thinking, we have been thinking in different aspects, right? Like, do you want to provide some future direction and thoughts about the edge computing and the different aspects around that? Yes, yes. Thanks, Raghu. So um, uh, I mentioned a lot of the cloud native principles uh, applied to Edge, like containerization and Kubernetes, which gives us a lot of flexibility because the Edge, by definition, is heterogeneous, right? Mm -hmm. um, and diverse and, and distributed. So applying those cloud native principles and orchestrating centrally from the cloud gives us the ability to run a single code line with the same business logic in either the cloud or the edge, mm -hmm. right? But where we are going from a future standpoint is um, adapting some of those cloud native principles to the edge. And what do I mean by that? Um, end of the day, the edge is not as elastic as the cloud. It's just constrained. It's often a very constrained environment, right? From multiple angles, not just in terms of compute resources. It's also, um, we talked about uh, oil rigs and remote locations. It's also um, environments, ruggedized environments, right? Mm -hmm. And it's constrained in many dimensions. And so from a software standpoint, we are also thinking if uh, some of those principles need to be adapted, for example, instead of lots of microservices, Mm -hmm. right, that you cannot independently scale, which you could do in the cloud to consolidate those microservices, right? So some of it being monolithic may not be a bad idea for the edge because the edge is a constrained environment, um, not as elastic as the cloud, mm -hmm. so that is one. Second, because the edge is distributed, right? It's not mm -hmm. centralized like the cloud, it's distributed. Uh, it is important to not underestimate the deployment upgrade um, complexity. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be in hundreds of si uh, sites, right? Your source of truth is distributed across those hundreds of sites. So um, uh, from a from an SAP standpoint, we offer central orchestration from the cloud via uh, declarative configurations, right? For uh, lifecycle management, 
but also we have a lot of sophistication to run distributed business processes at the edge and ensure it is in sync with the code or the cloud, right? Mm -hmm. That is something that needs to be factored in because um, there's an old uh, theorem um, that's often cited, uh, Raghu, in the context of distributed systems called CAP theorem. Mm -hmm. It's consistency, availability, partition, right? Mm -hmm. So in the presence of a network partition, often you need to make a trade-off between either consistency or availability. Network partition here would mean intermittent connectivity to the cloud. Mm -hmm. So when you bring it in the context of digital manufacturing, you need high availability. Your production needs to keep running. Yet, how do you ensure the consistency with and synchronization back to the cloud? So that is a really... Uh, um, uh, important dimension and uh, I would encourage the audience to not underestimate it when you think about um, distributed edge deployments. And the last point I wanted to say was um, we talked about the various drivers of edge computing, right? Like latency mm -hmm. and bandwidth uh, and along with bandwidth are cost concerns um, and uh, uh, that's how it all started. But now it's more about availability and resilience mm -hmm. as the key drivers and these are emerging as the key drivers to address the failure modes with the cloud, right? The cloud is not reachable when there is an outage. How mm -hmm. do you ensure resiliency? And for something like, like digital manufacturing, which I call a killer app for edge computing, that's absolutely critical. Your production cannot stop, right? Mm -hmm. So resiliency and availability are emerging as key drivers um, that we see with our, uh, with our customers for edge computing. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's some great thoughts that you have put, uh, Subha. I think uh, I like the aspects of uh, like bringing the cloud native principles or the distributed computing and then resiliency and uh, the other principles and making, uh, and it is good to know that uh, companies like SAP uh, who are pioneers in enterprise software industry are putting a lot of these futuristic thoughts and implementing in their applications. Great to know that. Any additional key takeaways and closing remarks that you would like to provide to our audience? Yeah, uh, thanks, Raghu. So again, edge computing um, enables you to get to immediacy of outcomes, immune to bandwidth constraints, and independent of an always-on two-way reliable connection to the cloud, right? Mm -hmm. um, it offers deterministic latencies for your business processes while giving you the cloud economics, right? Being able to configure centrally in the cloud uh, on a site-specific basis, but operate autonomously, just like the Tesla example from the consumer world, autonomously, reliably, and locally at the edge, at your plant, at your factory, at your distribution center, or remote location, and despite drops in connectivity. So together, the edge and cloud as a system uh, brings a lot of benefit to our enterprise customers. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, overall uh, key takeaways and closing remarks that you have provided. Uh, do you want to give out any addition? I'm pretty sure that we can ask the audience to go to the SAP help page or SAP website and go to the specific edge computing related information and find a lot more resources. Any additional resources that you would like to uh, bring up? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, on our sap.com, our digital manufacturing website is a good, very good one, Raghu, that has got a, like, a ton of useful information, videos, links, etc. So I would encourage the audience to go to our SAP digital manufacturing cloud page and, um, um, and take it from there. Perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, and we can always do a follow-up session sometime later with much more details. But 
thanks for coming on board and providing your thoughts about edge computing and digital manufacturing and how SAP is helping the customers uh, reinvent some of their business processes in this digital manufacturing world using edge computing. Thank you. Thank you, Raghu, for having me. All right, so now let us wrap up this uh, podcast. I would first like to thank our guest, Subha Ramchandran, for taking her valuable time and discussing about the different aspects of edge computing. And also she has quoted a lot of examples of how SAP is helping the customers, different various customers, the enterprises and the partners in the context of edge computing. I was also very interested and also learned quite a few things about the concepts about always edge and occasional edge. And these are something very interesting. And of course, there's a lot of innovation happening in the context of how the cloud native integration things are happening and what kind of things are being happening or innovating in the context of edge computing. I don't want to repeat all that, but I think I believe you might have enjoyed the conversation. As always, if you would like to get more information, you can directly reach out to my guest, Subha Ramachandran, since I will be tagging her on the LinkedIn post. Alternatively, you can also reach out to me and I can put you in touch with her. As always, if you have any further questions, uh, you can directly reach out to me on my Twitter handle, RK Banda, or on my uh, social media handle at LinkedIn, Raghu Banda. As always, you could find a lot more interesting podcasts if you go into extraai.com, X-T-R-A-W-A-I.com. There are, it is organized into different seasons and each season you have a lot of conversations and sessions. And these podcasts are available on all the different platforms. So you can just go and search Extra AI or Machine Learning and AI Applications. So feel free to send any feedback or if you would like to hear many more interesting conversations, let me know so that I can bring about the guests in those topics. Finally, I would like to thank you, the audience, for tuning in and listening in into these conversations and providing the feedback. Thank you, Hal. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you're tuned in from. Happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Thank you and bye-bye now.